Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Dearness Johnson in the backfield from the four. Dearness Johnson, who reportedly ran a 4-8-40 at the combine. That's just a little better than Rich Eisen. What's up with that? The Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Joe Thomas. Still to come, Pro Football Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis. Plus, your phone calls, NFL latest, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Lots of discussion in hour one of Thursday Night Football. Cleveland Browns, W. Joe Thomas, future Pro Football Hall of Famer from the Cleveland Browns organization, joined us. He was on Thursday Night Football last night with Case Keenum as uh, just a fun, fun quarterback moment on the set last night on our postgame show on NFL Network um, where uh, Colleen Wolf asked uh, Case Keenum if uh, – he would be ready for the next start for the Cleveland Browns, and he says, "You don't have to, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready, right?" That's so great. And it's just like, okay. That's so great. And he just gave this look like, mm-hmm. almost like Judge Smith, like, like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how about a free basic? Mm-hmm. I think he did ask the Browns, uh, uh, "How about a fresco? Do you like a fresco? I'd like to come mow my lawn on Thursday night?" Done mm-hmm. 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 it. Um, so. Um, and uh, and and we'll have more on, K- on uh, the latest on Baker Mayfield's uh, injury status uh, in a moment. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Browns, has already spoken today. Um, and um, uh, the uh, head coach Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins has spoken about uh, the the Sean Watson trade. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Chris Brockman, good to see you over hey, there. Rich. How are you? Good to see, you, man. Uh, good to see uh, Jason Feller and from Mike Del Tufo, TJ Jefferson. Boom, he's in the room. Kaboom! Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, hey, uh, and um, uh, Jerome Bettis is going to be joining us on this program. Bus. The latest episode of Icons on Epics, uh, the soup to nuts NFL Films documentary uh, on uh, iconic figures. It was Vince Lombardi last week. Uh, already had Emmett Smith and Brett Favre every Saturday night at ten Eastern time. I'm narrating it nfl films and epics is producing it it's just grade a perfect awesome stuff that you're gonna love so um jerome will be joining us on this program and jerome was he was in pittsburgh last sunday night when cower fanica uh and others that just and palomalu right and donnie shell they all got their their hall of fame rings Mm -hmm. You get your jacket and your bust at the Hall of Fame ceremony in August, and you get your rings in front of the home fans Which in the stadium. Really cool. yeah, and they all got cool. their rings, and they all brought back like 
Did you see those shot that they were showing on Sunday Night Football of all the gold jackets that were there up in the suite? Like Mel Blunt and Franco oh, really? and, and Rod. They that. were like Rod, all yeah. five of them are standing there in their jackets. Mm-hmm. And now That's Jerome's cool. one of them. That's awesome. That was so cool. You know, and Jerome, you know, just in advance of him joining us in a few minutes' time, you know, when NFL Network launched in 2003, November of 2003, our 18th anniversary is coming up next month. That's bananas. Again, like two weeks, we turn 18. This is our 19th NFL season that we're covering. And um, we were reaching out to active NFL players who wanted to hang with us during bye weeks or once the season was over for them just come hang with us in studio and just kick the tires on whatever broadcasting career they want to do throw a mic on them and and so the Steelers season was over the 2003 Steelers season uh was over and then in January of 2014 Jerome Bettis was the first to spend multiple days with us in studio and we shot a piece of him bowling where we went all bowling as the NFL network crew together. There was literally just about 20 of us at the time. Now there's like 200 of us. And we went bowling just uh, just up the road from here, as a matter of fact. I think it was, I think it might have even been in the South Bay. At any rate, we're bowling. And the problem with Jerome was, <laughs> is he didn't have his shoes and his bowling ball with him. <laughs> Like the, the we we presented the idea to him when he arrived, not in advance. And he's like, "I would love to do it, but I don't have my ball and I don't have my shoes." And we had everything made up, like bowling shirts made up. And I had, you know, with the stitching and everything, with the oh, with yeah. the script, I still have my bowling shirt somewhere because I, they, you know, I asked for a specific name to be used on it. I put Dick on it, D I C K, Dick Eisen. <laughs> Big Dick Eisen, like Bigger and McCracken. Yep. But Jerome had his shoes and bowling ball sent to him for the event. Yeah. And it was just a delight to meet him and get to know him. And, you know, this was in advance of him going on that magic carpet ride for the next year plus. He was thinking of retiring, as you know. And he stuck around at it. And then... Super Bowl 40, a couple years later, he rides off into the sunset in Detroit as a Super Bowl champion. And that two-year stretch cemented his Hall of Fame status. He's got 13,000 career rushing yards. So to see him now as one of the, absolutely, Steelers are going to have all their Hall of Famers come back. Franco, got to have Jerome. It's so cool to see. I can't wait to, you know, chat with him about that. Jerome's good people, man. He is really good people. He's good people. He is good people. Um, One guy you never hear anyone say something about. Oh, he's just, you know. If you remember, you know, he was thinking he was going to retire. And you remember Heinz Ward was crying like a baby about it. Like, he's got to come back. And he did. And then they put put it all together. One of the great things about Jerome's football life, did you you saw that when Mm -hmm. he was running out for the Super Bowl and he thought his whole team was behind him and Joey Porter was like, nah, we held everybody back. So... Jerome goes out screaming, yeah. and he's the only one there, and he just turns to his team, and he lets out a yell, and it just gives right. me chills and they every all, time. They all came off the plane, I think, wearing his jersey. His believe, jersey, right? right? And then also because Dick LeBeau is a defensive coordinator, and he was a big Detroit Lion, as you know, I think they were all wearing his gamers, too, from back in the day. 
like some Mitchell and Ness stuff. Something like and that. I, but yeah. they were wearing Jerome's college jerseys. Notre Dame, right, the Notre Dame. Right. Yeah. You know, when he joins us, I'll, I want to ask him if, if, you know, has everyone's wearing their old college numbers? Would he go back to six? Yeah. If he was playing today. That was the first Hall of Fame that I got to go to. That was our first uh, yeah. year after the show started, and we went to the Canton. And that was the first time I'd been there for that weekend, was right. Jerome's year, 2015. And just to see that and the crowd of people that came from Pittsburgh and his family that came down from Detroit, it felt like a Steelers home game. Yeah. Just towels everywhere and Jerome's speech, it was awesome. It was great. One of the most well-liked guys. Yeah, he's going to join us in about uh, 10 minutes right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, some quarterback injury updates. Kevin Stepanski spoke today, will not give – any sort of handicap on Baker Mayfield's chances of facing the Steelers again. Um, quote, we're going to continue to listen to the medical staff. Mm. Listen, uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I don't, I'm not one of those doctors on Twitter who sends out videos of, I think that's a broken ankle based on the video that I see and all that right. sort of stuff. But I will just say this broken humerus. Do those things heal within like 10 days? <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. Yeah, let's see. Uh, let's, do, not, let's just Google. I don't just like, how long does it take for a broken humerus to heal? You know, WebMD, can you tell me? <laughs> Dr. Brockman. Doesn't sound, paging Dr. Brockman, uh, doesn't sound like that's um, going to heal. Steelers coming off a bye in Cleveland, where, as you know, Ben Roethlisberger never loses in the state of Ohio, which is where he's from. That's going to be just so big in week eight. This is when things get late early, and here we go, and oh my gosh, that is going to be so huge. And so we Baker Mayfield's status is totally up in the air. Yeah, the internet says, Rich, a broken humerus is a minimum 12-week heel. Yeah, it's not good. doesn't sound like it. sounds it. terrible. That sounds hopeful even. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And so to all the Browns fans out there wondering um, where to get their medical advice, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, and and then there's Tua Tungo Vailoa. Latest reports is he is probable for the Falcons game with a bruised ego. He is probable with a with a bruised ego. How else <laughs> can he possibly take the news that the Dolphins and the Texans are trying to strike a trade for Deshaun Watson this week? And we all know, we all know. They're talking. Mm-hmm. We all know they're talking. Will they do it? The answer, in my mind, even though John McClain said it could be done this week, I still don't know how you trade for somebody who's got as much hanging over him as Deshaun Watson has hanging over him. I don't know how you do it. What's the 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 uh, the biggest ability is availability. Mm-hmm. You hear yep. that phrase? Yep. Well, we have no idea about his ability on that front. His ability as a quarterback, when he is available, is not in dispute. And you thinking maybe we can get him for cents on a dollar. Let's go get him and deal with the availability issue as conditions warrant. That is definitely not a risk management type of class that's being taught, I think, in the Ross School of Business on the campus of the University of Michigan. But in the Stephen Ross business of football, maybe it does. I don't know. Regardless, Tua's got to be sitting there going, okay, look, I looked off that safety against Georgia, and I know I had you at hello there, okay? (laughs) And then I have to stick around in school. Um, So I did that. And then sticking around in school, 
Um, I, I, I did lose against Joe Burrow, but he was on fire, and I had a pretty damn good game myself for Alabama. And then my hip, what's the word for it, exploded. And then I rehabbed uh, from that hip surgery and got ready for my drafting. And you chose me, right? Like, you chose me. It's not like I held a gun to your head or had photographs of somebody in the front office and I blackmailed you into drafting me. You drafted me. You took me. You took me. And it is not my fault that Justin Herbert is as good as he is. Hey, you know, you were out there on a field. You wanted some big, tall, huge quarterback? If that's your if that's your flavor of quarterback, well, all you need to do is just, you know, look at me in the eye test. I'll tell you I'm not your guy. But you took me. Mm-hmm. You let just let me just get this straight. When 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 the draft card went in and my name was announced. <laughs> You were aware that you put my name on the draft card, right? Because you called me up on my phone and you're welcome me to the Miami Dolphins. Like, are you ready to be a Dolphin? Yes, I was. Like, should I go back and remember? You know, I don't have a transcript of that conversation, but you took me. You are aware. And then, you know, <laughs> you were aware of my hip and all that. That's why I had my fits. <laughs> and then in the middle of the season, you were the one who put me in, right? Like, did I say that I was transferring? And that's why you put me in? Because, you know, I mean, rumor has it, that's what I did in college. But, no. <laughs> I don't have the leverage. You're the one who threw me in. So I went in. And, yeah, I struggled because, you know, that's what happens with young quarterbacks in the NFL. A lot. And those people turn into franchise quarterbacks. So... Where, where, where's the disconnect? Because I played in week one and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at that week one standings and it says one in the win and zero in the loss. I don't see any photographs with that. Like it was a win. We won, right? We won win. in New England. We won a division road game, which is the, the idea here. We did that, right? And then in come the bills in our house and I get blown up. And my ribs crack. So did I take a bat to my own ribs? Did I just like say, I'm going to bash my ribs here? Like, did I do that? (laughs) No, it happened. And am I a perfect? No. But did you not want to ride or die here or what? That's what Tua's got to be sitting there thinking. If he does have that, so he seems to be very positive. I've got, you know, the East Coast neurotic Jewish thing going that I'm sure Tua doesn't have. But that's what I'd be thinking. Yeah. So this is presented for Brian Floyd. Hey, coach, we've been here before. You know, we kind of did this back before the season when Charles Robinson of Yahoo reported that you kicked the tires on Watson then and that got out because other teams were in on it and that leak wound up on your ship. Apparently, you know, you spoke to the team and said, "Tours your quarterback. Here we are again. Coach, roll tape. There are reports out of Houston that trade talks between you guys and the Texans for Deshaun Watson have started again or have continued this week. Is there any truth to that or is there anything you can comment about that? 
You know, I don't really get into rumors. Two is our quarterback. We're happy with the quarterback, our quarterback situation. And, you know, I'll leave it at that. I really don't see it as a distraction. I think, you know, our players are kind of blocking out all the stuff that's going on outside of our building. Um, that's what I've seen here in the building and meetings and, and, and practice. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, our, our focus is on Atlanta. Um, and that's really where our focus should be. That's true. All that's true. And, I, again, I don't think we've had Coach Flores on this show at – you know, could he could he sound excited about it? <laughs> Just give me a, give me a, give me a little something. Like, yeah, he's our he's a quarterback, and maybe that's that's the Belichick way of doing things. Like just like total effort. monotone, and hey, you know, he's our quarterback, and you want him to jump up and down, or you know, how about how about how about how about this, TJ? You ask me, you know, about Brockman's status here on the Rich Eisen show. Just ask like there are rumors out okay. there about you know. Chris, despite being here, you know, go ahead, ask me that question. So, Rich, uh, T.J. Yeah. Jefferson of the Rich Eisen Show. Yes, uh, there's T.J., some rumor, yes, yes. There's some rumors in these streets about yes. Chris Brockman. Yeah. Is he here? Is he not here? Yeah. Is he really your second in command? Uh, would you care to address well, that for us? Uh, you know, um, Chris has been here a long time, and I love this guy, man. I, he's, I've, I've gotten to know him, and I've gotten to work with him, and I think he's just, he's 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 great, and he's our he's our guy, and you know, we're just blocking out all the noise and we're focusing on um, the next segment with Jerome Bettis and then TJ's, your big-ass grab bag is coming up, so I'm just going to focus on all that. And he's my guy, and we just, we love him and we love him in everything that he's about. He's our leader, and it's great. Now, ask me again. Uh, again, though, Rich, yeah. these rumors yeah. about Chris being here and yeah. is he really right. the guy in that seat? Well, I mean, Chris has been here, he's... He's sitting right there, and he's 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 my guy. Yeah, so we'll just leave but it. But Rich, what, what we'll we're just, asking we'll is just going forward. No, no, he, he, he's my guy. We'll we'll just leave it at that. Interesting. Do you notice the difference? Yeah, I gotta go. Which, <laughs> sounds like you're getting fired. Which one? Which one would you? Which one would you, as the person who's subject to the outside conversations you can't control, which one would you rather hear? I mean, I like the first one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, the, a little That's more enthusiastic. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. I would give the first one <laughs> if I was confident that you're the guy that everybody else in management is ready to be sticking around here. Yeah. But the other one where I'm measured in my word is my bond, to a better pack because the Deshaun Watson code red has been ordered. It's time. He's, he's, he's going to be sent. That's the way it looks like to me. That's unfortunate, brother. I don't know where he's going because nobody else wants him back, <laughs> apparently. Oh, my gosh. But two has got to be sitting there. You drafted me, right? Are we riding or dying or what? Right. Let's take a break. Jerome Bettis, when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show, this is going to be a fun chat with the great JB. Pro Football Hall of Fame and Steelers greatness. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I love this guy. He's one of my favorite people. Like I discussed, gotten to know him from way back in the day when NFL Network just started. His Icons episode, uh, NFL Icons episode on Epics at 10 Eastern Saturday night is must-see stuff on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone lines. One of my favorite people, Jerome Bettis here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, JB? I am great, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. You got it. Um, before we get to your episode of Icons, I want to jump straight into this. Uh, the Sunday night game where every Steeler under the sun that got uh, inducted this past year into the Hall of Fame after two years, everybody got their rings on the field and, and gold jackets all around. What was that like for you that night, Jerome? You know, like? it was just great to see these guys, uh, you know, get the credit that they deserve. And, you know, it, you know, with the crowd and, you know, it's that one last opportunity to to get that uh, the adulation from the fans and, and, and that moment. Uh, and just to, to see those guys, man, I was uh, I was so proud to, to watch uh, all that happening. And it was uh, it was impressive to see. Yeah, but let's 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 stop being humble here. Um, because I'll say it, because you're a humble guy. I mean, what what was that like for you? Like you're a Steeler legend. You know what I'm saying? Like now your 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 playing career is is over, as we've known for a while. But now you're there. That's Mel Blunt and Rod Woodson, and you know I could go all on down the line here of like whenever the Steelers get Hall of Famers together, and you're one of the first calls made because it can't be held without you. What is that like for you, a kid from Detroit, Jerome Bettis? Uh, Come on now. You know. It- it's um it 
it's it's special because <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't anything that that I expected. Um, what do you mean? And so, what do you mean? Like when you're growing up, you're talking about? You know, I, when you play football, you don't expect to go into the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? And so, I was just expected to hopefully have a have a good career and you know uh, you know make my family proud, do those kind of things. And you know, as I got going, you know the 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 kind of that inside thing that you have that is pushing you and driving you, it kind of went into overdrive. Uh, and so I just, you know, I wanted to be the best I could possibly be, and that ultimately resulted um, in a Hall of Fame career. But that wasn't the plan. So to, to you know, to get that, that nod and to be uh, standing next to the, these giants um, for the Steeler organization, I mean, it was just like, wow, because – I just go back to, you know, a young kid from Detroit um, that, you know, was his first year of football was in ninth grade. So to go from there to, to, to you know, be standing next to the Giants of the game, uh, it was um, it was a wild moment for me. Yeah, and, and, and um, you know, I guess that what I just asked was a question version, Jerome Bettis, of what Troy Polamalu said in his speech, in his induction speech this year, is that when – Steeler players who are in the Hall of Fame look at you and said you could have played for us with us. That that's the ultimate compliment, you know. Like that, you, it, it uh, is. You know, it like is. somebody, I mean, somebody like Jack Lambert or whomever, or Bradshaw or whomever can look at you and go, Lynn Swan, all those guys. You know, you could play with us. Like that's that's it right there. That's that's pretty that's much it. it and and for me, I had that moment. When Jim Brown, I, I go into the Hall of Fame, and they, you know they, we have that press conference that Saturday at the Super Bowl, and I get up on the stage, and Jim Brown is there, and I go to to say hello to Jim Brown, and he says, "Welcome to the family." He says, I, we, we, "He said he said we're just alike. You're just like me. I'm just like you." And I was thinking, like, "No, I'm not just like you, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Brown." <laughs> no, not quite, but I. It, it it was him, you know, saying that it was just like wow, um, for him to say something like that was was very special, and it 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 was that moment for me that wow, I made it. Yeah, NFL Icons is an eight part documentary series that is produced by NFL Films. I am honored to be narrating it for Epics and Jerome Bettis's um, piece, and his uh, his episode comes up this Saturday night at ten Eastern time on epics and we'll get into that a little bit more let's let's linger in the present now that night um Najee Harris had his best game as a Steeler I mean they really leaned on him and he's balancing out this offense is he as big in person as as he looks on television Jerome he is he's taller than me he's you know he's got a good good build not as big as me of course but I mean he is put together and so I was I was impressed because you know you you don't know what a guy looks like and and so until you you get up on him and and I had a, a charity golf event he came out to support it uh, mm. a week about a week and a half ago and I got a chance to see him and I was just like whoa okay I get it now um, he he's he's put together he's tall but he is he's built uh, and he he runs. Uh, with that passion, that energy, and you see, you see him. I mean, he's jumping over guys, he's running over guys, he's running around guys, and I was just, I'm saying, like, this guy has, he's got that it, and uh, it's just, it's just fun to watch another guy in the, in the early part of his development uh, have. 
that that thing that you want to see and with the organization that you know can utilize his skill set. He might be the most valuable stealer on the team. I'm not going to lie, and I know what I'm saying. I understand that that is a mouthful and that there's T.J. Watt and there's this and there's that, and Watt you know, pretty much ended the game in overtime. So how about this? I'll say he's as valuable as T.J. Watt because he he is what helps Ben not have to wing it 40, 50 times a night. There's a reason why I think Ben wasn't hit or sacked on Sunday night against the Seahawks because here comes 22 potentially being rolled downhill or he's an option coming out of the backfield uh, for the passing game. What do you think? Rich, that was not too much to say. That wasn't. I understand, you know, TJ and 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 you know all those guys on defense, but I, I would I would dare say you are correct mm. because if he is not there, it's a one dimensional offense, and we have seen that story. We know what that looks like. Ben is going to get hit twenty times. He's not going to make it out the season, and it's going to be a lost season. You bring. Uh, uh, Najee Harris, you bring him in, now they become a multi-dimensional football team. Run the football, throw the football, screen game, uh, play-action game. All these things start to happen. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a totally different football team. You've got a different offense, but more importantly, like you said, you have a different quarterback. You have a guy that can throw it. He can spin it. And, and people talk about Ben, oh, he's washed up. Ben can still spin it. The problem is he doesn't have uh, the ability to stretch the play like he used to with his legs. And, and, and now that he's getting older, that is start, he's starting to lose some of that. So he needs some more protection in the pocket. So if you can get to give him some protection, i.e. running game, mm-hmm. don't force him not to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. Now you've got a sustainable offense that can go out week in and week out and win football games with a championship caliber defense, all of a sudden um, you got a you got an opportunity to, to make something happen. What do you think's going through Ben's mind in this as as he is growing older? You know, I'll be honest with you, Jerome. I know you don't watch everything that I say, and you know, even though you're a friend, I still consider you that, um, despite not seeing everything that comes out of my mouth. But um, I, I said in the first couple of weeks that Ben looked washed. And, and I, you know I never talk in that language like that. I said he looked that way. How do you think he is handling the growing old part, the drag grow, getting old, to use the Rolling Stones line? You know uh, what? He gets it. And that's the one thing. Ben gets it. He understands it. And he understands the criticism. You know, he, he gets all of that. He, he knows that. But he also knows that if you can give him some help, then he can do some things. I, I'm a 40-year-old guy getting bashed around and beat up and and hit, and, and hit uh, you know, 30, 40 times all over the body. He's not going to be accurate. He's going to want to get the ball out of your hand. He's playing hot potato with the ball. He's trying to get it out of his hand as quick as possible. And sometimes he's going to the wrong guy. And and so, But if you protect him, you give him a chance, you allow that, that offense to do other things, then all of a sudden you got a poised quarterback who knows how to win football games. He can still make every throw. Uh, and so I just think, you know, if you can take some pressure off of him, then he's he's going to be much better. He's going to respond much better. And physically his body is going to be much better. Because I'm going to tell you, what, it, I mean, at his age to get beat around, you know, who wants to do that? <laughs> I don't right. think anybody does. 
Well, I mean, in terms of beating up, before we get to your episode of Icons, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Derrick Henry. I had uh, our buddy Marshall Falk on earlier this week, and he said that it's so that, that Derrick Henry is it's one of the many things that he presents as a problem for other teams is he's impossible to scout team. He like what do you that what are you gonna do? Put a defensive end in that position <laughs> on your scout team for your defense to get kind of ready, you know. And I asked Derrick Henry about his recovery process. He mentioned every type of tub, you know, except for like a tub of butter, you know, hot tub, cold tub. He's in every tub possible. What do you make of of his usage and his remarkable ability to do what he's doing right now? Oh, boy. I'm just telling you, I am so impressed uh, with what he's been able to do. Ah, I mean, it's just like it takes you back to the old school. You know, he's a throwback type of running back, back to the era when when that, that feature back was the guy, 25, 30 carries a game. That's that's what you were looking forward to. Uh, and you said, okay, it's going to be black and blue game. Put your big boy shoulder pads on. You know, here it comes. You know where he's going to be. You know, it's no surprise. You just got to stop him, right? And the problem is, once he gets ahead of steam going, you can't stop him. And... And the biggest problem is once he gets loose, you can't catch him. So now you got a guy you can't tackle, and if he gets loose, you can't catch him. So he is—I mean—he's a legitimate problem um, in the in the greatest form because I, I'm a fan of running back, so I, I love watching him work uh, because you know it's coming. It's just a matter of time. It's like, okay, oh, he almost hit that one. Here it's coming. And and you see the defenders trying to find a way to tackle him without hurting themselves in their in the worst possible way. And, you know, he's just stiff arming guys, throwing guys around because everybody's coming in with concern of their own health. <laughs> so that's why it's so fun to see. What a great way to put everyone's coming in with concern. Um, what is it like, Jerome Bettis, to be in a huddle in the fourth quarter, your number's called, and you know that the defense knows you're going to get it, and you know the defense wants no piece of you at all. What is that feeling like? That's when it's fun. That's when it's fun because it, it, it's a test of wills. And that's when you say, I'm better than you. You know it's coming, and you can't stop it. And when you're, when you're on your game, you can see the, their eyes, their faces, everything is telling you that they are defeated because they, they know they can't stop it. And it is the best. For a running back, it's the absolute best <laughs> feeling to have um, to know fourth, fourth quarter, three minutes to go, you won't touch the ball again. We're going to finish this out. Um, that is fun to see. And I, we just, I just watched it last night. I saw the Cleveland Browns with four minutes and 40 seconds to go kneel on the ball at the end of the game, and that was the end of it. And, and that, that, that is fun for me to watch. It's not the 70-yard touchdown. It's that, that, that four minute. We just go give it to the running back, and you can't do anything about it. I, I just love to see that. Especially the kid into Ernest Johnson making the most of his opportunity, too. That's what's great about football, too. Right there. It is. That kid, right? Last night. Um, hey, you know, and then let's get to your episode of Icons. As I was narrating it and reading the copy, and they're putting it together, and NFL Films is going to sprinkle their fairy dust on it, and so is Epics, and it's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. On Saturday night at 10 Eastern time, I couldn't have been impressed more 
by the fact of how successful you became despite being a guy from Michigan who told Michigan, no, I'm going to Notre Dame, that you were able to overcome that adversity, Jerome, in your story. I was very impressed by that. How impressed are you by that? I was, I was very, very happy that I made the uh-huh. right decision not going to Michigan and being in the, in the line, the long um, laundry list of uh, – of running backs who are good but not great because they didn't get the opportunity to really uh, stretch out. And so I'm very fortunate that uh, I turned down Amazing Blue and decided to go with those gold helmets that are so revered uh and and loved all over the world so were you were you wearing like air airplane wings on your shoulders when you were playing i mean that's not fair how big you were i was just watching that old school footage like those pads those shoulder pads i mean that was that's not fair yeah you being that size coming downhill like that and and people don't realize i was a true fullback so i was 250 pounds And I was, you know, I was running, uh, you know, four or five. I was, mm. I mean, I was coming downhill on people. And I was in the mindset of trying to hit people. I wasn't trying to, to, to like, make somebody miss. So back in those college days, I had those big pads on because I was trying to inflict pain on the linebackers. I wasn't trying to run around them. I was just, I was trying to zero in, find them, and try to take them out. Well, I think, and again, but in all seriousness, the part of the story uh, that, that you know, everybody does know about you, um, you know, winning the Super Bowl in your hometown, your whole family being there and how remarkable that was. But it's just you being true to yourself. Like, I know who I am. I know what I want to do. And I'm going to stick to my guns. And, and you had to do that not once, you know, obviously to choose your the school that you wanted to go to, um, but also with the Rams and then get you to a spot where you wanted to be and where they, you wanted to, to play and the, the position you wanted. I think that's the story, Jerome, for you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, overcoming the adversity of that, you know, that you know, I had to deal with people not believing that, that I could do it, right? I, yeah, he's a, you're, he's a fullback. He's not a tailback. And, 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 you know, it started, okay, well, it looked good, but then we still think you're a fullback. Okay, it looked good. We still think you're a fullback. And so I had to consistently um, just kind of dispel that, that idea that I couldn't do it. I could do it. And and in the latter part of my career, there were some questions. Oh, we don't think he's got it anymore. I had to show him that I still had it. I still could do it. So mm. at every road, at, at every turn, there was those people that said, hey, we don't know if he can do it. We're not sure. In high school, I was a tight end and nose guard. They moved me running back. And, and you know, the question was, well, you know, can he do it? And, and when I was getting dra- getting recruited, you know, everybody wanted me to play linebacker. Nobody thought I could play, mm. you know, running back. So it, it was a lot of that for in my entire career. But that's what kind of drove me. You know, that was that fuel that that kept me going uh, to show that you know I was more than capable of getting the job done, and it, it I proved to be right. If you were playing now, Jerome, uh, last one for you. If you're playing now and under the new rules, would you have traded in your 36 for number six? Would you have gone back to your college number, like so many of the players oh, are doing right now? Actually, actually, I would not have because actually, huh. my high school number was 36. I got six because um, Russ Grimm, the the great offensive lineman for Washington Redskins and 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 offensive line coach, yeah. his brother 
Don Grimm was at Notre Dame, and he had number 36. He was a senior. So I couldn't get 36. I wanted it. And so they said, well, you, 36 is taken by a senior. He, you, you can't ask him for his number. That's not even uh, a negotiable. So then it was, okay, well, Rick Meyer had number three. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And, and Rodney Culver, who was a running back from Detroit, who had, who had hosted me and was my big brother, he had five. So I said, okay, I can't have three. Then give me the six. And so that's how I ended up with six. And it wasn't anything I didn't know about number six, but I said, I can't have a three. Give me the six. So you amassed all those yards, lion's share of those yards, and got in the Hall of Fame amassing all those yards in your high school number. I never knew that. My high school number, yeah. And and it was so fitting to to finish my career in Detroit. At the Super Bowl, I started, I mean, it all started there and it ended there, and it it was just the perfect. Um, ending to uh, a, a career that that I didn't think was was even possible. Being a bowler from Detroit, right. never playing football, never even knowing um, anything about college football until I was being recruited by these schools. Are you still a snob about you need your shoes and your your own special ball to to, to bowl <laughs> like you were back in the day? Are you still a snob? Are you still a bowling snob? I'm like you not, cannot no, you cannot no. just put your fingers in any old bowling ball and your feet in any old bowling shoes. You got to have your I own. Am, I mean, I'm a bowler. That's not a snob. That is a bowler. You know, that's like a cyclist saying, "Oh, give me the rental bike." And I'll ride the rental bike. No, you like I'm a cyclist. I ride. I have a, my own bike. I like a professional bike. Mm-hmm. I know what I. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like okay. you know that's what it is. It's uh-huh. like you not having your own chair. Like oh, you know what? Give me that chair. <laughs> I could broadcast <laughs> into any mic at any chair, any time, yes, Jerome. Any, mic, any chair, just, just give him a chair. I just need my mouth. Chair. That's all I need is my mouth. I'll just bring my mouth. B Y O M. Bring your own mouth. That's my. That's my motto. <laughs> Hey, you want your environment to be what you like, right? It's the same That's thing. true. Okay, I, wanna, I, I see. Don't want just any bowling ball. I want my ball because I know what it's going to do. I got it. You're the best, Jerome Bettis. I can't wait for you to see your episode of Icons on Epic Saturday night, ten Eastern time. You take care of yourself. That's your fam. Thank you. The one Appreciate and only Jerome Bettis, Hall of Fame person and player at Jerome Bettis 36, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Jerome Bettis joining us by uh, by way of not just our friendship and with uh, promoting icons on Epics, NFL icons, but he is connected with Quaker and donating $125,000 to Feeding America, which can secure at least 1.25 million meals for those in need. Jerry Rice and Drew Brees are joining JB with this drive basically from now until December 31st take an empty canister at home like something maybe from Quaker turn the empty canister into a bank collect spare change in your home go to a local Coinstar kiosk put the coins in there and select Feeding America for your donation go to at Quaker on Instagram to learn more or hashtag Quaker good call post it on social media if you do take part in this and we hope you do we'll take a break we'll come back and take your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, before we take the call of one Carson Palmer on this busy Friday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores, or 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Let's take some phone calls here. Um, let's go to Rocky in Iowa. What's up, Rocky? Hey, fellas. Thanks hey, for hey. Me. All right, Raku. What's up, Rocky? What's up? <laughs> I had a two-part question on the Ben Simmons situation. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Rich, you have the best dad ever sign on your desk. How you address the news of Ben Simmons? I thought you did uh, very well. Very Thanks. supportive. Uh, just wonderful. Wonderful Thanks. how you put that. But I had a question. If you're Daryl Morey and Elton Brand, does a mental health break make it that you want to trade him more or, or no? And at this point, what is what is his trade value? Well, Are I mean, you it's, still thinking Damian Lillard? Or uh, no, it's still – no, 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 no. I mean, his trade value right now is insignificant because he's taking a break for his mental health. That's – uh, that's 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 the answer to it right now. And if you're Daryl Morey, you're like, take it, go ahead, do what you need to do, because there's no sure. sense in you know forcing him to be on the team. And then when he says, I need a mental health break, which is apparently what he's saying, um, you know, and and the team is evaluating him. That one I didn't get from Woj. Um, you know, then then give him a break. He's not ready to stroll into that arena tonight. And like I said earlier, it seems to me again I'm I'm not a you know uh, a psychologist or or anything like that. But you know I I I I have had guests here talk about mental health and how serious it is and how seriously that they've treated it. I mean I've I've been in therapy myself um, for many years, and we all need to work on ourselves. Everybody needs to work on themselves. Everybody has to find what whether they're taking things in and processing things and talking about it and if he was at all thinking he would never return like literally never return i will never walk in that building i will never do this and he's now faced with the reality of he's gonna have to walk in that building and and play you know like and suit up and get out there and sit on the bench and get out there he's not ready for that tonight and so if he's not ready for that tonight and he said, I'm not ready for that tonight, then you say, go take your time and then start winning basketball games without him and then welcome him back when he's ready to do that. And if he's not ready to be welcomed back, then then we start talking about his trade value again. I, I don't know. But anybody who's like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want a head ca-, like the word head case no longer uh, uh, applies in the 21st century. Somebody says, I have a uh, a, a mental health, um, you know, need for a break for mental health. 
you give it. That's what the Eagles did with Lane Johnson. They're ready to throw him back on the field for the Philadelphia Eagles and welcome him back. And thanks for the call, Rocky, and what you said. Thanks, uh, Rich. Appreciate it. Uh, that's it. There's no talk of trade value. Now, when somebody says, I need a mental health break, which apparently this is what it is, then, 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 you, then you hit the reset button. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, right here on Peacock, the Peacock app is as white hot to the touch. It was uh, trending number one free app on, on the App Store. And, you know, part of the reason is the Rich Eisen Show. I totally believe it into my core. And then, you know, it, it helps to have a highly popular film that everybody wants to see. The Halloween night Michael Myers return is not over yet. The next terrifying next chapter in the record-setting Halloween franchise is back with Halloween Kills. In theaters now and streaming only on Peacock. Oh, that music just sends me uh, running. (laughs) That's Del Tufo's ringtone on my phone. Is that really? (laughs) (laughs) Well done. That brings back childhood memories. Jamie Lee Curtis is back, everybody. Back. Big time. Back like she never left. In theaters now and streaming only on Peacock. Uh, Carson Palmer coming up next hour. Sneaky good games. TJ's big ass grab bag. You got a hint? You want to give us a little hint? What's in the bag? What's your top five? What's in, in the, the grab bag? Oh, what's in the box? It, uh, it involves a guest that was on the show this week. Well, I mean, it's got to be Larry David. I mean, it could be, but we've <laughs> had, we had a lot of guests. We had a lot of guests this week. I didn't say in studio. I mean, oh, I guess okay. On Marshall show. Falk was a guest this week. It was a show. You was know, Robert this Townsend, Robert was, Townsend a was a guest this week. You know, Nathan Zagora was a guest. Okay. We had a lot of guests. Zagura. Uh, Carson Palmer's about to be a guest. Bruce Feldman? Who knows? <laughs> if your big-ass grab bag is about Bruce Feldman, <laughs> that's the end of the bag. The end of the <laughs> grab bag. <laughs> Come on. I love Bruce. <laughs> they call me Bruce. Come on. Don't right. do Bruce like that. I'm kidding, with all due respect. No, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. The, uh, the grab bag's not about Bruce Feldman. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, very good. I just had a check. Just got a, you know, a check with me situation. We have yet to hit the baseball scenario yet. Well, that's, that's just a hour number three <laughs> coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. 